welcome to another edition of Inside the Borough, the FEU podcast for and by Owls fans, presented by the FEUOwlsNest.com. Can you guys hear it in my voice, the, the, the somber attitude? I, 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 feel like, I feel like my world has ended the past few days. Uh, Kirk, uh, we're recording this on a Monday, just two days after FAU's uh, embarrassing loss to Marshall. And I, I still don't feel good about it. Um, how, how you feeling? Have you recovered emotionally? Just frustrated, I think's the word. Because I think a lot of the stuff we you you would have signed up for, like, you know, we stopped Marshall's, you know, we we pretty much stopped him running the ball. We caused a big turnover at the beginning. We, I guess, minus, you know, the kickoff return for a touchdown. You know, minus that we got out to a lead on them in the first in the first half and then you know just everything just kind of went downhill after we jumped out to that 13-7 lead and you know kicking those settling for field goals those two drives you know really bit us at the end um, just frustrating you know because you can see you know there's a talent on the field but you can also see there's holes on the team as well um, and I think the inconsistencies we saw earlier in the year, even on in some of the games we won, really showed its ugly head against Marshall. I feel like um, all the concerns we had, um, you know, the, just the inconsistency in general of this season, uh, just showed up. I think in that sixty minutes. So yeah, it's yeah. And, you know, I'm happy that you said that there are there is talent there, but there is also shown to be holes. You could say the exact same thing about Marshall. Obviously, Willie Johnson, the receiver, had a great day. Uh, Raheem Ali, we talked about him uh, in nauseam last week about how much of a great running back. But, you know, if, if you said that, yeah, you keep Ali less than 100 yards rushing, Marshall only scores three offensive touchdowns, um, and you force a, a, a turnover early, and you score early in the first quarter on top of that. I, if you told me that Sunday morning, I'm thinking – Oh, so we're going to win. Okay. But it, it was just so strange because it, it kind of went completely against what we're used from this FAU team. Uh, fast start <laughs> and then complete dud after that. So, you know, you mentioned that the, the, the field goal, uh, the two field goals, uh, kind of were a detriment to the team. I'm going to pose you a question. It's something I've, I've been having in my brain. Um, well, I, I'm ec- ecstatic for Aaron Share Harry that he's he's growing in confidence. You know, he's from Clearwater, so another Tampa Bay Owl, um, which which we love to see. But do you think going for those field goals was worse than what I think was the biggest issue, which was the drops? Uh, like, like do do you think that kind of just set the day going in the wrong? direction already you know then after that you have Ford throwing up and then him being out for a quarter and then he does come back and then it's the fumble in the third quarter is that kind of what started it all or uh or do you think the drops were more of a detriment I mean I think it's a combination obviously you look at those drops they're huge I mean if we make even half of them you know maybe the game's changed I don't think we make all of them but it, it just seems like if we don't hit those plays on offense our offense just they can't sustain a drive. I mean, the when we scored on the first drive of the game, that was probably one of the best drives we've seen. And I, 
geez, I, I don't know how long, like it was efficient. We schemed up some plays. Uh, I mean, we looked good on offense and then, you know, the rest of the, the rest of the game kind of looked like our offense, you know, the entire year. If, um, you know, Nikosi, you know, suspect pass blocking, relying on Johnny Ford to hit a long run, um, relying on, you know, to hit a big pass play, um, which, you know, which, which I, I don't think we've hit one since, I want to say the, the Georgia Southern game. Like we hit them in Georgia Southern, but now it's either like, we went through a spell on like I think the Fordham game, Nicosi was overthrowing them. Then we had a couple other games or you know, like last or Saturday night where we just weren't catching the ball. But it, it's it's tough to rely on those 50-yard pass plays. I mean, they're 50, you know, they're less than 50-50 balls in a lot of cases. So it's like they were there, but we haven't hit them consistently all year either. So it's like it's tough to really point to those either. Just you know. and, and did you did you notice this is nothing, nothing against uh, Wester and Burton. We're going to put that out there because, uh, you know, we, we've seen them when they're able to put it on, they can put it on. But did you notice the one deep ball that was caught? Did you see who caught it in the fourth quarter? Really right. Name for, you know, blast from the past. Like, it's what? like, and that, you know, that's the other thing I would look at. It's like when it seemed like guys were struggling with confidence, why not rotate our wide receivers? Like, you know, where's TJ Chase? Where's, you know, the guys we brought in? I mean, even DeMarcus Adams, he hit a, he caught one of those against Florida earlier in the year. It's just, it just, I mean, is it the lack of confidence in the guys who are behind them? Because just not having that wide receiver rotation, which really no one's really stepped up other than maybe Western, you know, in the, or the intermediate game, you know, he's been a great intermediate receiver for us, but hitting those long pass plays, you know, it's just, they haven't been there. And, and to his credit, Wester uh, has also done really well on the short bubble screens and, uh, you know, quick, quick passes like that, that, uh, that seemed to do rather well. They didn't do great uh, on Saturday. Uh, so, yeah, FAU lost uh, 28-13 to Marshall. Uh, definitely a big loss. The Owls are now 5-4. and four. Overall, 3-2 and two in the conference. Marshall is now 4-1 and one in the conference. Uh, they control their own destiny in the East. Currently tied with Western Kentucky, but I do believe I'm doing math in my head. You know what? Both lost in division games. So I don't even know what the heck the tiebreaker would would be. Obviously, the number one tiebreaker is going to be head to head. And we're going to talk about East Division scenarios later on. But uh, it it's just frustrating. I mean, what 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 has happened to TJ Chase? I don't think it's a lack of trying because we know that he plays his heart out. Uh, same goes with really right. Uh, is it just a lack of wanting to do some rotation? Because we see a lot of rotation on the defense. <laughs> we we see a lot of that, especially at, at the linebacker position, especially at, you know, defensive back, maybe not right now at corner with uh, Moss being out, but at safety, we see it. So it just, it just makes me wonder, you know, why not? Willie Wright, because when he's had when he's had the ball this year, he, he's done well. Why not TJ Chase? He doesn't really drop anything that's within a five yard radius of his of his being. So it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but it's just it's just disappointing. You know, again, if, if you told me everything that we said earlier, you know, we're gonna start off strong. Aaron Share here, he's gonna go 100% on a field goal. Gonna get an early turnover. All these things. Only a few Marshall touchdowns, offensive touchdowns. I'm thinking we're gonna we're gonna win the dang thing. And it's just, 
disappointing to see that it didn't come to fruition because we have the talent, the talents there. We've all, everyone on the beat, I'm pretty sure all FAU fans have been saying that we could out talent anybody in the conference, but we just can't put it together in a big game, whether it's UAB, whether it's Marshall. And it's frustrating because we outgained Marshall on Saturday. If you look at the stats, you're thinking that FAU was a better team and it was a two possession game. I, 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 I try and told you, I called it guys. I, I, <laughs> I said, it was going to be a, a 10 point game, obviously a little more on that, but so if Marshall fans can please get on my mentions, geez, Louise. Um, I, I don't want to say I'm mad. I'm just disappointed. And disappointed, frustrated. It's it, just because even though it was a two score game, it felt like it was there for the taking. It's weird, it's weird to say that, but it, it just it, anything that could go wrong, just not making plays because the game was there. It's just we didn't we didn't jump on our opportunity. Well, you know, too many mistakes. And I, I don't want to say it's it's like one of those games where nothing went our way. I mean, remember Marshall did have a, a touchdown called back because of penalty. Uh, you know, we penalty wise, they got dinked up. Obviously we had some as well, but we didn't have as much as they did. But again, we just couldn't make the most out of our opportunities. And whether that's, you know, offensive turnovers, uh, Ford has been really beat up about that fumble, by the way, he, he feels, you know, pretty bad. So, you know, Johnny, you'll, you'll pick it up, man. We believe in you. You know, we know you're going to be doing great. Um, one mistake does not make who you are. Trust me. If that was the case, then I would, <laughs> Uh, me personally, I'd be in a lot of trouble, but uh, it, it, I think coach Taggart, he kind of said that uh, this morning, if there's one thing that he wants the offense to learn, it's just, just to finish drives, you know, but sometimes I want to say, just start drives way too many three and outs for a team that's this talented. Reminds me of the Charlie Partridge years. I mean, that, those are pretty talented teams offensively, not in no disrespect to, to my boys, uh, you know, Kirk and I, you know, we, we've, <laughs> we know a lot about the Charlie Partridge era. Um, but this team right now just oozes with talent at all skill positions. And we can't – sometimes we can't even get a drive started, let alone finished. Forget about it, man. So, uh, hey, before we jump into Old Dominion, I just, I just want to say that um, you, guys, you guys know me as, as the optimist. Um, sometimes. Obviously, I, I picked Marshall to win. Uh, but I always say, hey, you know, it's, it's not over. There's still a chance to win the East. Uh, there is still a chance. Uh, FAU is going to have to beat Western Kentucky in Bowling Green. Uh, yeah, it doesn't sound easy, especially with this Western Kentucky Hilltopper offense that uh, Bailey Zappi is throwing about. But hey, like Marshall has our number. We have the Hilltoppers number. Maybe that means something. I don't think so. But hey, what the heck do I know? Uh, so it, it, who knows? Uh, West, if we beat Western Kentucky, then Western Kentucky, um, what is it? Western Kentucky beats Marshall, right? At the end of the year. Uh, then that puts us, let me see, then that puts us in the driver's seat. I do believe we're going to have to win out. Oh, my God, it would be a three-way tie. It will be a three-way tie, but it will go um, to us because we would have the best division record. That's going to be like tiebreaker number three or so. It's going to be three-way tie with the head-to-head. Then after that is, um, actually, first, the first tiebreaker, beg your pardon, is the uh, conference winning percentage. Then it's going to be the head-to-head. Then it's division record, and thankfully we would only have uh, one divisional loss in that scenario, and that would be to Marshall. While Western Kentucky 
lost in the division earlier, then would lose to us. Marshall uh, lost to Middle Tennessee earlier, then would lose to Western Kentucky. So don't call me too much of an optimist. I'm just saying that it, it's still out there. Uh, and, and I'm going to prove I'm not too much of an optimist right now because I'm not sure. I, Kirk, I know you saw it, man, but uh, Owl Nation, if, if you didn't see the thread uh, on the Owl's Nest, there was some conversation after the game, especially on Sunday, uh, asking if Willie Taggart was on the hot seat. And, and uh, I, I think it's too early to be asking that kind of question, but I can definitely understand uh, a sense of frustration that, that fans might have for all the reasons we listed early, earlier. The, the team oozes with talent. And, you know, last year, second place in the East. This year, most likely, I, I think uh, the best case scenario, and not best case scenario, the, the most likely thing that's going to happen at this point, if you had to look at percentages, would be second place in the East again. That's not mission accomplished. And if it's two straight years, granted last year was crazy, but it's two straight years where it's mission failure, then you got to ask, right, Kirk, what, what's going on? So uh, I, I saw you in that thread talking about it. Do you kind of want to rehash what you were saying there, maybe expand upon that a little bit? You know, I don't know, like the seat to me is kind of what I, I, re, I, I was when we started it. So um, how I kind of put it is to me, the seat warmers have come on, you know, it's now, can we turn them off? You know, can we turn them off? You know, as it kind of cooled down in the state of Florida this week, some heat warmers may have turned on. Um, I really think it comes down to these last three games. How does this team, you know, react? You know, if we finish, you know, if we win, go two and one, beat ODU, maybe lose a close game in Bowling Green, beat Middle Tennessee State, go to a bowl game, see how that goes. You know, I think, you know, it's positive ending. And then it really moves into next year as I think of, you know, the final year in Conference USA is really has to, to me, really kind of has to show like eight nine wins last year conference USA let's see how we you know let's see the right guy to bring us into the American you know where I think the seat gets hot is you know maybe we win a close game at Old Dominion you know lackluster we just pull out a close one then we go up to Bowling Green and Bailey Zappi throws for 500 yards we lose by you know lose 56 to 30 or something like that you know, really leaves a sour taste in our mouths. And then maybe we come home and, and we saw what middle, middle Tennessee state, you know, they're not great, but you know, they beat Marshall this year. They've had some close games, you know, if they come down to Boca and upset us and like, all of a sudden we hit like this nuclear, you know, we're six and six, maybe we go to a bowl game, maybe we don't. I think the seat could be warm at that point. You know, I think these last three games is just see how we respond. You know, the things that have worried me is just, the lack of like it just doesn't seem like we've developed players over the you know give it pass last year you know COVID year but it's like we just haven't seen progress in a lot of positions like like let me ask you Jack is there anything you think we do well like one thing that you could pin your ears at like we do this well on any side of the football anyone you know anyone like is there one thing you say we consistently do well other than maybe Uh playing God, come on. That's no fun. I was about to say, yeah, Matt Hayball, literally. But, I mean, obviously, the, the, the Marshall had a great punt return uh, last week. I would say kickoffs as well because we've been able to bang it into the end zone all season long except for Saturday. We couldn't. So, if you're going to take punting away from me, then I can't tell you. I don't know. Good question. And that's, like, the stuff that kind of concerns me is just – 
you know, it, you know, I, I was a big fan of the, the Willie hire. I was one of the ones who liked the hire going back to when we did it. To me now, it's like we're kind of seeing all those question marks that, you know, even when we liked him, you know, you knew the question marks about Willie, the, it's just everything about it. It's, to me, it's like right now, it's like we don't have equipment flowers to kind of bail everything out and fix, you know, fix those little holes that, you know, the team might have. We don't have that player and we don't even, we don't, we're not even close to having that player. So, you know, that's what concerns me is just, you know, it's the guys who've taken and train, you know, all the transfer players, very few of them have worked out. A lot of them aren't even playing, let alone being a, you know, a difference maker. We have a few guys who are, you know, playing, but like we haven't found difference makers. Uh, obviously it's early in his, you know, actual recruiting classes, but it's a lot of our takes have just been questionable the past two years, I would say as well. Yeah, and that's one thing that you can say about maybe Partridge um, and Lane is that not only they could they recruit, but they could also develop as well. Uh, and you, you can see that based upon how many NFL players both have have produced. Um, even even when, especially in the Partridge era, when the team wasn't as good as as it could been, and I know we've all we've all talked about that as a fan base for a long time. Um, I man, I, I gotta tell you. I think it's a great point right now. I, again, I can understand where fans might be coming from. I think it's too early, early to be talking about that. But, hey, a loss at Norfolk against a pretty solid Old Dominion team, which is surprisingly solid. Uh, I mean, I, I would say maybe if I had to rank all 14 teams in Conference USA, they're, prob- they're probably, what, seven? I mean, you think about it logically here, you know, eight, seven, maybe. So uh, and they've been trending that, upward, like they've gotten better as the season's gone on too. Like this game, I would have preferred playing in September, not now. Like they they've been trending upwards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I guess it's a great segue to kind of go into it because um, you know we, we can say yeah, if FAU loses this at Old Dominion, then the, his seat is on fire. Uh, but it's also a Kind of a sneaky, tough test. Uh, line came out. FAU is only favored by, what, six points? Uh, we're going to dive into ODU real quick. They just made a, a change at quarterback. They have uh, Hayden Wolf, a freshman from uh, Venice, Florida, uh, just south of the Bay Area. Uh, you guys might remember, he replaced Daryl Mack Jr. You guys might remember him uh, from UCF. He, uh, uh, he took over for uh, Mackenzie Milton, right, Kirk? Uh, once Milton had that awful, awful injury against USF uh, and, and did rather well. So it, it, so it's interesting to see that kind of change at quarterback, especially when, when Mac announced that he is transferring to Old Dominion, you're thinking, oh, snap, there they go. But he struggled. And since they uh, uh, switched quarterbacks to, to this freshman Wolf, I mean, like you said, they've been progressing throughout the year and, and one thing that really stands out to me is is that stout defense that they have uh F, fiu's offense as as we saw when we played them in the shula bowl uh isn't an awful offense so I mean, okay their running game is, is, is solid we know that with Devontae price uh but hey they <laughs> they they held uh fiu out all right only scoring 24 points and old dominion just blew them out i mean 47 to 24 in west miami so it they beat Louisiana Tech. They played well against Western Kentucky. They took Marshall to overtime. They only lost to seven um, to UTEP in El Paso. I think it's the longest geographical trip 
teams can make in this conference. I, it's a tough test, man. I, I don't know. Are, are you confident right now? I mean, if we weren't, we weren't confident last week. I don't know how we're confident now, but I, I don't know, man. I'm kind of nervous here. I mean, I think for – I think it would almost be weird if you weren't um, nervous about going into this game. I mean, we still have – I mean, we, we we still struggled overall on the road under Taggart. Um, I mean, I haven't looked at the weather forecast, what it's going to be in Virginia. I'm assuming it could be cool there um, this time of year. Um, so we might be dealing with weather as a factor. Um, team that's been trending upwards. Um, yeah, I mean – I think the spread that came out is pretty fair at this point, um, especially kind of like how, I mean, could FAU go out and win this game by 17, 21 points? The talent, yeah, it wouldn't shock me, but it also wouldn't shock me if we go there and cause, you know, throw a couple interceptions, defense gives up a couple big plays, and then all of a sudden we lose this game 28-17 or something like that. Like, I, I could see that, you know, we should win this game, but, you know, just the lack of consistency we've had, you know, gives me a lot of doubt going into the game as well. I, I feel like we, we said that very thing when it came to at Charlotte hosting UTEP uh, before the Marshall. You know what I mean? Like that. And that's because what you said earlier, I thought it was perfect. That's because there is not one thing that we can think of that we do well. Where we say, all right, if we stick to this, if we give it to motor, 20 times, you know he's going to pop off for five. You know what I mean? You, we know that if, if we target Harrison Bryant seven times, you know he's going to score a hat trick. You know he's going to score three of those seven. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Old Dominion ha- has a great tight end. Where have our tight ends been? Mm, I don't know. Uh, Zach uh, Kunitz, uh, he's doing great. 53 receptions for 550 yards. Uh, four touchdowns already this year, which is impressive for a tight end. Uh, and he's also catching a, a 10.4 yards uh, a catch. So I, it's, it's a tough one. I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of confidence, and um, it, it, it's, it's, it scares me. It, it, it will be chilly. I do know that much. Uh, up here in Asheville, North Carolina, I have no idea how far Norfolk is, but you know, it can't be too far. It's along the coast. We're further inland in the mountains. Uh, but it's it's been chilly, man. We had we had some friends get their first bit of snow uh, over the weekend, and shoot, and we even saw, like you said, the the seat warmers are on in Florida. It was a bit chilly over this weekend as well. So, uh, does not bode well for the owls. So, uh, all in all, um, do, do you do you even want to make a prediction, Kirk? I don't. Well, I don't know, man. I maybe instead of prediction, why don't we talk about maybe. Uh, Maybe one thing that you want to see either the FAU offense or the FAU defense do well. That seems to be like the the, the trend of, of today's podcast. What, what's the one thing you really want to see the team execute on? Um, well, defensively, I mean, kind of similar. I mean, ODU, looking at the numbers, Hayden Wolf or Matt comes in. They'll throw. They'll probably. They'll give us some opportunities for our DBs to make some plays and, um, you know, cause some turnovers. So I'd love to see us cause some turnovers and actually get some pressure on the QB because I feel like you know, especially against last week against Marshall, we weren't pressuring Wells at all. So I, I would love to see us get a pass rush and cause some havoc in the backfield 
which will hopefully lead to some turnovers and hopefully maybe some short fields. Cause that's the other thing I would say. Our offense never really gets a short field. Um, they're, they're having to drive 70 yards every time. So I'd love to see some turnovers, create some havoc, have some short fields for offense, you know, turn some quick points around. I would look, you know, get off to a quick start. You know, those are things I'd love to see this week. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on on the pressure last week. I mean, we couldn't get pressure to save our lives on Wells. Uh, you know, you have to do that against him. Uh, that way he can, he can make those mistakes. But I mean, dude, Marshall would rush three or four and they're in the backfield in like two seconds, not even. It's frustrating, no doubt about it. Uh, Nikosi Perry, uh, thank goodness he is. He's mobile, so he can buy more time, but still not enough. So defensively, I would like to see pressure as well. Also, something that, you know, I talked to Coach Taggart today that the team really struggled with is uh, uh, open field tackles wasn't there. Now, that might have been because the defensive backs are getting tired again without Moss. We are a bit short-numbered uh, in the defensive backs. Uh, but Marshall had way too many yards after the catch. There goes my flag. That's that's it's exactly like a FE football after their first quarter last week. Um, <laughs> so uh, offensively, oh man. I mean, I don't want to say catch a ball over 25 yards because that seems like it's uh, common sense or too easy. Um, or just asking too much at this point. <laughs> or w- which one is it exactly? Yeah. So I, you know, I, I would say, I would say some big runs. That's what I would love to see. And we kind of saw that a little bit with Ford. Ford did play well, but then he, the one really big run he fumbled on, which just bites to see. Um, but it's like we saw against Charlotte. Uh, what is that? A month ago now? Jeez Louise. Uh, you get some, you get some big runs, uh, especially early, some gashing plays it can really open up just about anything else you want to do in the playbook. And, and I, I think if we can force the defense to respect that and then hold on to the ball while we do that, I think that'll make Perry's job a lot easier. That'll make uh, the pressure on the receivers go off their shoulders. And I, I think we'll see a lot more uh, success offensively because of that. So on that end, I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do a prediction. I'm sorry, man. I understand if you don't want to. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. The line is FAU six. Yeah. Hmm. I think six, six and a half. And then what you're looking at. All right. Uh, I will say 34, 34, 28 FAU. I think uh, for some reason, when we play on the road to no disrespect to Old Dominion, like we've, we've been singing their praises this, this uh, episode. Uh, but when you play on the road, some for some reason, against lesser opponents, we've been able to do well. I mean, granted, it's only really been Charlotte, but that was our best game this season. Uh, Air Force played a great game against Army on Saturday, by the way. Oh, and flipping believable at the uh, Texas Rangers, the baseball team, new stadium. Um, near Dallas. And obviously, you know, the, the UF road game was you know, bad. Why can't we play? Why can't we play UF right now? How about that? See, we're always playing someone when they're, when they're looking good. UF. I mean, after that game or after USF, they were looking great. And now they're just complete opposite of old dominion. Am I right? All right. 
Yeah, I wish we had them in that uh, November spot they always had. You know, I feel like that'd be right for the taking right now. But yeah, especially I mean, like I, we did uh, a few years ago with with Partridge. Yeah, exactly, that's not, exactly, exactly that spot. Okay. So I'll give um, a prediction. I, I will say I think FAU will win. I mean, let's hope so because I mean I do think if we lose to Old Dominion, you're gonna see. <laughs> I think you'll see a lot of myself, maybe included, might be ready to start looking to, you know, jump and, you know, over, obviously we'll hit a lot of overreaction and a lot of worries now. So, um, you know, I, a win is, is needed. Um, so I'll say if he wins, I don't know if it's going to be as high scoring as that, because I just don't know about our offense. I, I could see it being, I'll go FAU 28, um, old dominion 17. I, I just don't we I mean we haven't played a high scoring game really. I think yeah. we've got we got too used to the lane the lane years too, so it's it's different. Um so yeah, I think 28-17 probably see the under hit again like we did against Marshall. Um yeah. That that's fair. And and I guess uh, I think against an old Dominion defense uh, it's playing as well as they are right now. I, I think that's absolutely fair. I think uh, a low-scoring game is more likely than a high-scoring game. But I don't know. I, I just feel like the offense is really ready to just get out there and, and, and explode. So, fingers crossed. Uh, but, yeah, loss and things could get toxic uh, quickly, which is never, ever a good time. Uh, Kirk, you and I have had our fair share of, of that over uh, <laughs> FAU football in the past, FAU basketball. Uh, let's see the Buccaneers before they were good, you know, it goes on and on. Um, you never want to see that. So uh, hopefully better days are ahead. Uh, we'll have to root against Marshall in Western Kentucky for the time being, which you guys know, I don't have any issues with doing. Uh, but if, if not that, then we'll have to root for Western Kentucky to uh, upend Marshall at the end of the year. I think that's going to be Thanksgiving. Uh, the Saturday or Friday of Thanksgiving. So one to keep our eye on if we're still in it. Got to take it one game at a time. So that all being said, uh, Kirk, uh, thanks again for coming on. Uh, I, did you lose a bet? I know you're wearing your Regions polo, but I mean, that's a Kelly Marshall Green, man. I, I don't I don't know, man. You know, I realized that right before we started. And I was like, man, I was like, because I just got home from work, needed to jump on the computer. And I'm like, man, I'm wearing the wrong color right now. Um, so bad time with the color. So, uh, I, I, you know, let's say a lot. Yeah. I lost a bet just in my own head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we lost a bet with ourselves. Uh, Marshall owns us. It is what it is, but we own more rings. So eh, what can you do? There you, go. there you go. The, uh, age old argument with that one. So, uh, you know, hopefully we'll come back on next weekend, uh, a much happier parliament of owls. You guys, I'm going to say it again. You already know the deal. This episode will go live on the Owl's Nest and on YouTube on Tuesday. Uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify on Wednesday. So can't wait to talk to you then. Uh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Don't forget to tweet at us, by the way, guys, inside the borough. Uh, let us know if you're nervous as well. Kirk, anything you want to uh, sign off with? Hopefully we have something more positive to talk about next week. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, you guys know I'm a, I'm a big basketball guy. Hey, um, 
the uh, Dusty Owls. That doesn't sound right. Dusty Mays Owls uh, <laughs> are going to start the season on Wednesday, uh, going to Albuquerque to play New Mexico, which is traditionally a, a pretty strong program. Then we're going to host Warner for the season opener uh, Saturday, November 13th. But then the following Tuesday, it's a big one. We're hosting UM. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if we've ever hosted UM at uh, the wonderful majestic palace that is the FAU borough. So it uh, should be a, a, a pretty solid year for the Owls. No, you guys are probably so tired of me saying that, but we're always seeing progression with Dusty May at the helm so far. So hopefully that can continue. Uh, best of luck to the, uh, the basketball team this year. So all in all, there we go. We're good. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, like Kirk said, hopefully next week we'll be a lot happier. Um, if not, we'll see. Uh, thanks again, guys, uh, and go Owls.